My Talkers, we're heading into hour two of the Lori and Julia show. We've got some new faces with us, Brittany and Miss Shannon, which you guys all know. But even though Lori and Julia out here, we're still going to have a lot of fun because you can't not have fun with Miss Shannon and Brittany, right? Ah. We're going to talk about tooth decay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I take that back. Yeah, this could be boring. (laughs) No, it's just wise, wise information. Mm -hmm. Wise information. Um, You know what? Uh, Whenever one of our favorite celebrities starts sending out merch... It's a, it can be problematic. Exactly, because you hear that often where the, the quality control of whatever the item is yeah. that the celebrity has stamped their name on I know. does not always live up to what we as fans are expecting. Well, if you've been to, on TikTok in the last month, as you've definitely had this pop up on your For You page. It's Olivia Rodrigo's mm-hmm. fans all have been receiving their merch that they ordered back in May from her album Sour, mm-hmm. you know, her big album that we've all been singing. Good for you. Like yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, so they've been getting to get the orders back in July. And it's I feel bad for Olivia because <laughs> this merch is so bad. It's I mean, just cheap looking. It looks the, like. And the pictures make it look so good. And She's it almost like it. kindergarten projects, which yes. is great as a mom. When my kid brings this home to me, yes. I'm like, I have like one of the pictures where it's this little like beaded bracelet that's yeah. supposed to be there. I literally have something from that from years ago that my kid made for me. Yeah. But my kid made it for me. I didn't buy it. Well, what's <laughs> funny is that's actually like the look they're going for. But they received but a bunch still. of they <laughs> they received a bunch of them missing the O and sour. So it just says sir, sir. which is not great. Um, I was talking about the restaurant. Uh, and then they've got this like lavender sweatshirt that looks just thick and big old cuffs. And they got this like thin T-shirt, even a crop top. They had this tank top, crop top. Now that should be simple. It's an iron-on yep. decal on a crop top tank top. The thing, the length that they have been receiving looks something like a dress. It's a mini off. dress, yeah. And so, like, it, it sucks because you go, well, this this really represents, you know, you, Olivia. Um, And it's so frustrating. This is the kind of bait and switch you get if you buy things from like wish.com. I know. Like it's not like, and this is supposed to be, you know, someone who is like uber fans of all these people. And I'm, I'm sure she's like, so like she's apologizing or people are apologizing, but you get that where you spend all this time, you pre order it and then. Once the when it doesn't live up to the reality, I mean, these are it, especially because you you're spent, waiting. You're waiting yes, a long time. You're spending sixty five dollars on a long sleeve sweatshirt, and it comes and it's this like thin, like and then people are getting pissed about the color too because her color scheme is this like light lavender, and what keeps popping up is this like really aggressive purple. Right, and I know that seems like nothing, but it's a big it's deal. It's a big deal when if you're you, especially when you're a teenager like that. You care about those little nuances of well, color. Well, I also think that it's the first time that you've been, like, if you and I, at our age, mm-hmm. you know, we are, are accustomed to, okay, that was a bait and switch and you lied. Yeah. I think some of these, and, 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 and we are also a lot more loose with what we get to do with our disposable income because yeah. we go, okay, yeah. you know, I just think when you're at that age, I remember if I spent the price that they are paying for some of this thing, yeah. that was all my disposable income. Oh yeah, and you and you spent it on this thing. 
And then you got it and it was just not what you lived up to. And so I could see why it's all overly disappointing. Because if I go on something like Wish.com and I only buy and I spend twelve dollars for a thing and it doesn't look like what I want, you go, yeah. It's twelve dollars. And you also tell yourself, I was emotionally ready for that. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's not like it's not attached to some uh, star that I love and I'm not feel like I'm supporting. That I think is part of the reason why it's additionally impactful that all of this is just the worst. It's the worst and i think i think they're really working hard but i think a lot of things happen they're claiming that um you know because it, it was the during the pandemic that they were even bait and switched like the olivia rodrigo's team is saying that we're going to try to resolve all this um i bet you they were i bet you they because a lot of times you go okay we want a deal and then lots of people say here's what we're going to make for you yeah. and they showed her oh yeah and her she, team here's what we're going to make yeah and then what they decided to do you know, probably to cut down on their, you know, the, to maximize their profits. They're like, here's how we can buy this many in bulk that are actually this and this thing and just and, and went on the cheap. And, and now she's stuck with it. Yeah. And well, it's coincidental. I mean, in the way that's kind of terrible, though, like her big stardom all came from TikTok. Yeah. And now this is the platform that is taking her easily down. the most yeah. vocal about like, Olivia, mm-hmm. get your stuff right. But they're very forgiving. And I know they're going to like make it all right. Because but, they have to. It, it's 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 terrible for her brand if they do not make it right. But here's what I'm interested in. What, what do you I interested? know they want to make it all right. Yeah. But how can they possibly? Like, if you think about it. It's all too late. The, Yeah, because if you go, all that's so far yeah. gone. Yeah. Even if they rebrand everything. Yeah. So, I mean, and maybe they're willing to do that. But it seems to me like the amount of money mm-hmm. that she and her team would have to do yeah. to re to recreate yeah. and then refulfill all these orders. Maybe she is going to do that, but that's impressive. Yeah, that she, is. Just to be able to backtrack all these orders and say, because here's a, I, this is a very loose example, but I remember there was somebody that had put out a series of videos um, where they went to different fast food restaurants and said, hey, you know, a order a burger. And then they would say, if the burger didn't come back, they'd go, can you make it look like the picture? Mm-hmm. And they would do it. But that was one sandwich at a time. Yeah. This is, hey, can you make it look like the picture? Yeah. For 100,000 items. I How think, are they going to do it? No, you're right. And I, it's funny because I automatically assume they're going to make it right. They're going to send the right thing. But we're talking about possibly in the millions. Correct. So even if they go, you get a voucher for the next thing that we make, that means that they have to wipe out every... that. I, that's the only way I think they could, quote unquote, make it right is go, hey... You get a voucher or some sort of uh, credit for the next time you buy something Her and platform, hope that happens. She has 9.9 million followers on TikTok. So, like, yeah, there is there's something to be said. They'll they'll figure it they'll out. They'll just I think they'll just keep apologizing and <gasps> everybody's just going to have to hope, like, so sorry, you guys. Next time we make something, it won't suck. And then just move on. Oh. <laughs> I hope. I don't know. Maybe they'll make it better. They ha- but I think they'll have to. I mean, like, they'll have to. They'll have to. Mm, uh, mm, we'll see. We'll right? keep us up to date on it. It's actually, it is really interesting how easily I'll say they're going to make it better. Has that, okay, let's say, when's the last time you bought something that you were like, even wrote an email to somebody and go, here's not what I thought. It's not what I thought. Can you do anything for me? It's so rare because you're right. I accept if I'm buying something on a, a very specific site or mm-hmm. whatever, um, I take a lot of the the thing that happens to me a lot since I'm I'm taller. And yeah. You're taller too, right? How, how tall are you? No, I'm short. Oh, you're wearing. Okay. I always have. I'm always rocking four inch heels. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
As a lot of times things are just too short. Like I have to return things because things are really short on me. And that's and, nobody's fault but my own. And I'm the opposite. Like I literally, that's the primary thing I do with my tailor. I really? buy a dress. It's too long. The dress I have on right now. Yeah. has was to, I took it to my tailor and hemmed it. Oh, there Because everything's too, you know, too long on me. So that's, I mean, I. So you own it. Is yeah. what you're saying. I mean, like I'll just return. I mean, there's nobody. I can't get mad at anybody. I'll try to return it. And like, that's why I like buying things through places like Nordstrom where I can return it at any time because a lot of things are just too short on me. But um, yeah, I bought something recently from, it was like an off brand version and it came, it was terrible, (laughs) but I knew that going into it, like there was a delay. It was terrible. And I'm like, okay, that's what I learned a lesson. Good for you owning your disappointment. Brittany. All right. For everybody out there, hopefully you're not disappointed that Lori and Julia aren't here. I am Miss Shannon. That's Brittany. A. We're here with Grant. And when we come back up, we're going to throw in some movie news for you, including what's going on with Tom Hardy and his knees. You're listening to the Lori and Julia show here on my talk. One Oh seven one. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's, it's just, just random. random. That's all it is. <laughs> I listen to the show a lot. Exactly. Which you should. You should. Everybody should listen to the show. You are listening to the Lori and Julia show. We are not going to do completely random thoughts. We're going to do kind of a grab bag instead. Because I don't think you and I are... It just, it just seemed to do a disservice of Julia's amazing ability to be random for us to do it. So I just have just some stuff that I thought we might want to talk about. Is that okay? Yeah. And you know, I think it's hard to tap into Julia's essence. Right. Um, but not impossible. Right. So we're going to just do some stuff. Yeah. So the first thing I thought we'd talk about, and so um, when you are picking your type of movies that you normally see, Brittany A., mm-hmm. um, what genre do you see most often? Are you uh, action, comedy? Like what kind of, you know, what? I think thriller. thriller. I think I'm a thriller ass. Okay. I mean, but I could be down to clown with anything anyone gets me excited okay. about. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I think that Grant and I watch a variety of movies, but I know that primarily I do watch uh, probably of of anybody here at my talk, I'm the one that lives most over in the whole geek comic book world. Yeah, um, so that's where a lot of my randomness comes from. It's in this land. So I thought this would be good because um, there's been stories coming out about the new Venom movie that's going to be coming out, mm-hmm. even though it's not coming out for another year. Yeah, and the thing about it is that Tom Hardy has been very interesting in his responses talking about this movie because in the second Venom movie, um, he actually got a writing credit because he's been so involved like he had produced things before but he was so involved with this venom movie that he was going to end up with a writing credit in this one and so the most recent story about venom uh i thought was interesting is that tom hardy had this whole story that he talked about after he was filming the first movie he was so involved in the action sequences he actually trashed his knees really to the point that he had to go and get knee surgery like double knee surgery is it because venom's like is it like a catcher that he's always kneeling down or is he like crawling I think it was running around. and crawling yeah it's just Venom's kind of the one that like has like many little black legs running and he's got the black little emblem and he's like Brrr. so he's like yeah scurrying. i mean he was kind of i think scurrying. it's also yeah it was a yeah i think there was a lot of running and a lot of jumping in action that was involved in this particular film okay. and so he i guess it was so bad that he ended up having to actually get um Full-on knee surgery? Full-on knee surgery. And it was to the point that when he started filming Venom 2, Uh he had only been out of rehab for like three weeks. Oh, my God. (laughs) When he started filming the sequel, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So that gives you a little bit of background of when you watch that. I'm really hoping that is better because I liked the first Venom movie, but it got terrible reviews. And I understand why it got such terrible reviews the last time it was there. 
Um, but it's nice to always just see the behind the scenes because there's, especially when you're in a comic book movie like that. Yeah. There's usually a lot of technology that assists the way the film is. So you just always kind of wonder what it is as far as the human quality. Okay, yeah. And you hear this story a lot with like a Saya Tom Cruise where, you know, he does all his own stunts. Yeah. He does all these things and you're just like, maybe you're doing too much. But to know that Tom Tom Hardy was like so into the, you know, the physicality of this movie and doing all this training that he actually ended up working on all that stuff and needed two knee operations on the last I'm one. I'm sorry. Every time That's you why say, I'm like, get paid. Every <laughs> time you say knee operations, my whole body like seizes up. Yeah. I don't know how many times at the dog park I've had a moment where I've, like, you know, running dogs at me. And I think, oh, my God, my knees. Yep. And something about that. My mom has had numerous knee surgeries. Ooh. Like, that is. Ugh. Yeah. Especially because you're, like, doing it because you're being a creepy little creepy monster. <laughs> but right? Venom's not necessarily naughty, right? He's he's, he's just- an anti-hero. So, yeah. So, sometimes he's like, yeah. He's certainly not always on the side of good. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Speaking of not always on the side of good, I thought this was an interesting story because I work with the Twin Cities Film Fest. So I get a lot of information in my feed about other film festivals. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the story about, um, so there's a film festival, a Spanish film festival, um, and it had decided that it was going to give Johnny Depp an honorary prize. Mm. It's the San Sebastian Film Festival. And so he got their uh, Don- Don- Donastia Award mm. last month. And so there was a ton of backlash immediately yeah. where they said that it really just speaks badly of the festival and its leadership to give him an award. And so that has been going on. And so it turns out that the festival's director and everybody else has been defending their decision, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. So they doubled down on it. And what the festival said is according to the proven data, which we have have in hand, Johnny Nepp has not been arrested charged nor convicted of any form of assault or violence against any women. And so they double down on, we don't care what the rumors are. We're not doing it. And so since he hasn't done it, we're going to make sure that this is what we do. It's really interesting. I don't Mm -hmm. know how much you listen to their actual court case. It was uh, messy boots would be a very cute way of saying what went down in those court proceedings. And it is, we're in, we're in unprecedented times when it comes to, what I don't want to call it cancel culture, but that accountability culture. Yes. And so it is interesting where people fall with these really big name celebrities. Mm -hmm. I don't really have like, it's funny because I, I by proxy have, you know, listened to some of the stuff, but I don't, I don't know with between him and Amber Heard. I I can't, I I don't know enough to even remotely speak on their relationship. Um, but yeah, how what what are your feelings on Johnny you know, Depp? I mean, I guess I'm one of those things that it I agree with you that it did seem like, you know, you really want to go, well, what did we do as a culture that made this get to this scenario? Yeah. You know, kind of thing, especially when you have accusations that are flying back and forth. And I do agree with some of the criticism of him getting an award like mm-hmm. this yeah. because they're going, "Okay, just because he wasn't convicted, doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of something that happened that is inappropriate and we should no longer look at him like he's some sort of role model. Yeah. Um, And so, but I understand what the festival saying that 
inequality, the abuse of power and violence against women is something that they said that they're fighting against. Mm -hmm. And that's what people were trying to say. Well, if you say that that's part of your statement for them to go and then follow up and say in these presents time when lynching of social media is right, lynching on social media is ripe. We always defend two basic principles which form part of our culture and our bodies of law, that of the presumption of innocence and that of the right to reinterrogation or reintegration, reintegration. So they're saying, okay, this was the court case. And since the court case came out this way, we think we should just allow him to be back, yeah. reintegrated into and go back to it. And that's where I'm going. That's the slippery slope that I have, where even if it turns out that it wasn't a, a an offense where you go to jail or you anything like that, yeah. um, if some of the things are still true but not illegal or you know if you know and i think that that you know you know and i agree with you that i think cancel culture goes too far sometimes you do want people to be able to have that redemption arc yeah but it's what are you doing totally to show that hey that's not who i am yeah you know or i don't lean into that and i'm not sure if i'm completely on the side that either of them were saying that i think there's something for sure i absolutely agree with you there's something to be said that that I don't know if we can have redemption or inter- reintegration if there isn't some sort of self-work. Right. Right. But yeah. So hmm, we'll see. We'll keep working. So yeah. he's still going to get his award. And yeah. and luckily for us, we act- I actually never heard of this place again. And I probably <laughs> will never. Fair enough. There you go. Fair enough. You are listening to The Lori and Julia Show here on My Talk 107.1. I'm Ms. Shannon. That's Brittany A. We'll be right back with our friend Grant. Maybe a little news, some music news, and have Rocco come in and hang out with us. It was what is the meaning of this? Welcome back to the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon here with Brittany A and our friend Grant. Um, Lori and Julia are enjoying their day off, so don't worry, nothing is wrong. Um, but uh, we are going to talk about some of our Hollywood stories. And, and, you know, Brittany, you and I were talking about what's going on with Britney Spears. Of course, yeah. this is going to continue to be an ongoing saga. Um, and you have the, the latest update. About uh, Jamie Spears saying that he's going to, you know, he's going to dip, but he's doing quote, it in a way that uh, I don't know if I trust it. He's, quote, willing to step down when the time is right. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying, mm-hmm. but doesn't stop Britney Spears. She is ecstatic about this. She danced, posted about freedom on her Instagram, and it looks like Britney Spears is celebrating being one step closer to said freedom. Right. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, Brittany shared a couple of heartwarming Instagram posts just hours after Jamie Spears agreed, you know, her father, Jamie Spears, agreed to step down from his role as conservator. And she appears to be acknowledging the announcement with a dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, the 39-year-old pop star posted a video of her dancing joyfully to a compilation of songs, including Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. Um, There's a couple other ones I had been following um, and it's you're right. There's something Hollywood speak this for me. This, right. This um, let me give you the quote again. Quote: Willing to step down when the time is right. Right. I mean, I really look at that. Where if you read the full story, they're still not acknowledging that there's any wrongdoing on their side. Mm. There's you know they're they're really leaning into that. Yeah. And you know the 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 it couching it in the. When the time is right versus the when we've been asked to leave. You know, you've been asked to leave. You've been able to hand this over. But, you know, still leading, leaving in that controlling language 
of, well, as long as we get to control who's going to be involved, then maybe we'll step down when we think it's it's appropriate. Yeah. And that's the part that I find disturbing, that it's still well, we're going to do this in a way that we still maintain as much control as possible. Yeah, there's something about it to end like you want him to be wronged publicly. I want him to be like something ripped from him. And I know that sounds really naughty, but like there's something about it. Him being like, I will do it what I see it's fit right yep, now is what exactly. I just see it's fit. Yeah, It's like, mm, pretty sure you got that taken from you, boy. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, and thus far, it doesn't seem that there's any culpability yeah. in what's going on in the scenario. And that's what I'm concerned about. Like, yeah. I don't think this fight is over. I'm glad that she feels like I, I agree with the one step closer concept, but this is by no means. All right. I'm just going to dip. I don't see that way at all. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. We got Cameron Diaz, which is funny. You don't really think about this, but she hasn't been acting very much. Right. I don't know the last time she's really been in something. I mean, I know she was in that one um where uh, she, they all were dating the same man uh, with uh, blah de blah. Um, I can't remember any of their names, so this is super helpful. <laughs> but if you remember, she's been, she used to be in everything. Right. I mean, Cameron Diaz, you couldn't swing a stick without hitting one of her movie posters. Well, she was talking, and she said that she actually feels retired. Okay. Uh, this was during Heart to Heart, which Mm -hmm. is Kevin Hart's podcast. Cameron explained her decision to retire came down to a realization that she was spending so much time and energy on acting, she was no longer managing her own life. Mm -hmm. And she goes on to explain that it's more of an idea that she, when you do something for a really long time at that high level of um, extreme focus, you don't really have any ability to spread yourself to other aspects of your life it's just interesting that yeah. you know in the follow-up interview that she did with yahoo finance of all the things to talk to yahoo finance <laughs> she was like tell me, Let me tell you about my money hey. um and so, she did amtrak magazine next yes and so she was talking to that she was talking about how her family life with benji and her her husband benji and their daughter she said it's the most fulfilling thing she's ever done mm-hmm. and that i think is very interesting that she's talking about how now since she quit acting she's able to focus on her family and that she says, I don't have what it takes to give making give. I don't have what it takes to give making a movie what it needs to be made. She said all of that energy is here. That to me is interesting that it's such a business that she felt like she couldn't do both, that she couldn't, you know, be important to her family, to her husband and her daughter and still act. Yeah. So that makes me really wonder how some other actors do that. Well, I mean, and how the balance works out for them. Tell me how it works for you. I mean, you. Mm. I think that that's something. There's something about good question. That, All right, fair that, enough. Yeah, yeah, you have that. Tell me. Tell me how you balance those two giant things in your life. You know, I didn't think I did it well for a long time, uh-huh. um, and then I finally had to really focus on what parts of my career I was going to focus on, and it made me get very. Oh, stingy with my time, okay. you know, and on certain things where it's like if it's a project or something I want to do, there needs to be a reason why I'm doing it. And it needs to fuel me for multiple reasons. So, you know, it also made me get to the point that I got much better at holding my rate about certain things. Okay, because I'm going, well, if I'm not, I I could be home hanging out with my son and especially with some of the additional challenges that I, I, you know, my son and I have. It's no, it's in my best interest to be home. And so it was funny because I'm glad you asked. And now that you made me think about it, 
Um, I remember three years ago, three years ago, because I'm not a resolution person, but I sat down and I was like, you know what? I have a, I'm going to come up with a personal mission statement. Okay. And I said, I'm going to use my art to care for my son and to make the lives of other people better. So and it then, either has to be financial gain correct, or, or, or fun or lead to something that I, you know, support an organization or a cause yeah. or something that does something. Okay. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. And it really kind of changed the way my methodology when I was writing my material, the kind of gigs that I took and made me feel okay going, yeah, I'm not going to take this gig. It's not that it's, you know, I, I didn't get you know, snooty about what I took. I'm just like, well, that's not a good use of my time when I should be doing this with my son or working on working to be better at another aspect of my career, that kind of thing. Do you think that caused you to next level yourself because you weren't willing to take the smaller stuff? A little bit, a little bit, because it just, and it also gave me time to channel my energy instead of trying to be C plus B minus at everything. It's like, no, these are the things that I'm going to be A at. I love and that. be able to have the time to work on it. And I'm still perfectly imperfect at it. I promise you that where there's lots of times where I'm just like, why did you say yes to this? And now you're overstacked and you're all this. And you don't really have time to breathe. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is trying to balance is figure out how you don't want to because that FOMO is real. Where yeah. you're like, if I say no to this, am I going to get that next opportunity? Yeah. When sometimes you have to go, well, I'm preparing for an opportunity that I don't even know exists yet. And I'm I'm doing what I have to do to be sure that I'm mentally healthy, physically healthy, have the 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 support system I have in place to make sure that my family is taken care of if I do decide to take an opportunity. And that's hard because every once in a while you're like, I'm not going to say yes to this. Yeah. I mean, that's it's so interesting to me as somebody who is very busy right now. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband have wanted kids for a, a quite a bit of time right. now. I think about how is there room in my life and my schedule? And I know I have to trust that it will work itself out. Or you can work to have it work itself out. Because if you just trust on it, you will put things on hold forever. Yeah. So I applaud you. So I. No, uh, I yeah, applaud hey, you. Man, shut, we no, no, shut up. I applaud you. Your advice was so lovely. Thank Aww, you. That was a great segment. Asking. Thank you for telling me all that. Thank you for asking. And thanks to everyone who is listening. So you are listening, as we said, to the Lori and Julia show. We'll be right back with myself, Miss Shannon, Brittany A., and our friend Grant here on My Talk 107. 